girl shut up hi guys welcome to pov you're my therapist the podcast where i vent you listen and you don't get paid sorry um i'm not sure if the pug has bones today but I'm getting the sense that they don't. I haven't checked yet, um, but I'm, I'm I'm assuming that they don't because my morning has been awful. Once again, I tried to re-record the dating podcast. I recorded for 45 minutes. My camera stopped recording at 29 minutes. And I realized that my camera has a timer on it. And I was like, oh, let me just turn the timer off. Let me do that. No, you need a cord that I have no idea where it is to do that. So I will not be doing that. So I have set a timer on my phone. Um, or maybe like this is just a sign from the universe that I don't need to record the dating podcast. Maybe I'm not healed enough. Okay. You know, when your friends, um, well, well, you wouldn't know because you're probably not single. It feels like the universe is telling me that I need to heal a little bit more before I start talking about that. Because honestly, it wasn't going that well anyways. I was like, I'm going to have to um, chop and screw this episode together. Uh, But anyway, so we're going to talk about something entirely different today. Uh, We're going to talk about intuition. And um, and like right now, my intuition is telling me that the pug has no fucking bones. And if the pug has bones, I am going to disagree with the pug. Because this week I was kind of upset. Um, because the pug went on Good Morning America and I'm really happy for the owner. I'm really happy for the pug. I'm really glad that he is getting his moment in the light. But my thing is that's, and it was to go on Good Morning America and do a live bones or no bones. Right. But like, that's cheating. The pug had bones, but it was a very no bones day. And it was cheating because you had to get the pug up. To go to Good Morning America. The pug has already been up and walking. You didn't carry him. He didn't nap the whole time. No, he didn't. So the pug has had bones for a couple hours. And he was probably tired. Or, sorry, not tired. He was probably energetic. He was probably riled up. He already had his adrenaline pumping. He already took his morning shit. Had his morning snacks. So, um, not to, re- not to, not to, like, hijack the whole pug thing. But, um, that day the pug did not have bones. Because it was not a, a bones day. And the comments agreed with me. And um, and then the next day, also, Pug had bones. And I was like, no, babe, no, you've got it all wrong. Like, not to tell you how to do your thing, but you got it wrong. So today, I'm assuming that the Pug does not have bones. Because this little debacle with my camera, um, we're not playing that game. So we're going to talk about intuition today. And I'm hoping that today I can provide you a conversation that leaves you feeling optimistic um (laughs) and leaves you also you know wondering about your own self um one of the major breakthroughs that I had in therapy this year was about my intuition and like literally I felt like the heavens fucking snapped open and like just like you know when you pop a glow stick and like you feel that satisfaction that's what I felt and I never felt that before and like I felt that for the first time um this year and like finally finally something made fucking sense and um and my my therapist like at one point she and I we had this conversation I remember I thought about this conversation for so long for it haunted me it followed me everywhere I went this conversation that I had with my therapist and I (laughs) what 
I'm trying to decide, like, what do I say? Anyway, so here's what happened. What happened was, I... Have I talked about this already? I don't think I have, but if I have, stop me. LOL. Um, anyways, I had manifested something, right? Manifested it to the T, and it appeared. It appeared... Oh, no, I didn't talk about this because this was in the first time I tried to talk about the dating podcast, and I said too much. But I manifested a man, Okay? And I had thought he'd appeared. So I was psyched. A bitch was excited. I was like, woo, so excited. And then my dumbass love bombed him. And the, the way I love bombed him was very unique. I will not be telling you how I did it, but just know that I did it. And it was full um, love in the time of cholera type shit, okay? Um, I really thought, I, I, w- I was really romanticizing my life and it blew up in my face. Uh, <laughs> So I love bombed him and I had to make a decision and my, and I was really like going back and forth. Like I was like, should I, should I, should I not? What do I do? Like, and I was seeking a lot of advice. Okay. And I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I really don't know. And she was like, well, what is your gut telling you to do? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, um, she was like, you. Ha- she was like, you need to learn how to listen to your gut. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know how to listen to my gut. I listen to my gut every day. Every day I wake up and I listen to my gut. And she was like, no, you really have to learn how to listen to your gut and listen to your intuition. And like, I get so angry at my therapist all the time because she just says stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then it just irritates me because I'm like, you're- I feel like you're talking to me in code. So she was like, you need to listen to your gut. So I was like, all right, bitch. And I had no idea what she meant. And I literally remember like I was driving the Publix or something and I was thinking about that conversation. So um, that stuck with me. And I had to really set it on the back burner so I could think about something else because it was really bothering me. And I went ahead and I did the thing anyways. And it blew up in my face. And then I was so upset. I was like, why do things not work out for me? I was like, why do things not work out for me? And, like, I had talked to, like, a friend about it. And, like, I talked to, like, even my mom about it. And they were like, well, what is your, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, that's what I want to do. I want to do it. And they were all encouraging. And I remember, like, at one point I was talking to my friend. And I was like, well, I don't really know if I should do this, but I really want to. I literally was hoping she would tell me, no, don't do it. It's not going to end well. Like, that's what, like, looking back, like, that's what I realized that I wanted her to say to me. And, and, and she didn't. And, and so I was okay. If nobody's telling me that, then, then yeah, then this is validating how I feel and I'm going to do it. So I did it. It blew up in my face and I was very upset about it. And I was very depressed about it for hot minutes. Okay. And a little while later, I, um, went on this date with a Russian, right? And the thing is, when I was doing that love bombing thing, I had this feeling in my stomach. It was like heat. Like it wasn't IBS. It wasn't, it wasn't my anxiety. It was, it was like pure, like it is a feeling that is so deep and loud that like I, I've noticed that when I get it, I can be inside looking in the mirror. I go, by the time I go to my car, I've broken out like pimples all on the side of my face like in huge ones too and like to the point like if I'm going out like as I'm leaving the house like somebody in my house will point it out like you didn't have that this morning 
Like, that's how insane it is. Like, my level of stress just fucking flies through the roof. I realized that for the longest time, I thought that that feeling, you know when they say you need to do all things through fear? I thought that that's what that was. I thought that that high stress level that I felt was, oh, I'm being a pussy. Uh, I'm going to say pussy cat, but I'm being a pussy and I need to work through it. And I need to do this through fear. And I would feel that like when I go on dates, I felt that when I was love bombing that guy. And I just, I thought that I was just scared and that I needed to push through this scary thing and get on the other side. Like, why does this shit keep happening to me? Like, because I didn't want to go on the date anyways, or the dates with him or the first date. I didn't want to go on the first date. Like, I, I just wanted to stay home. But I convinced myself to go. And, you know, I was telling myself, oh, it's not going to work out. Like, I was being negative. And that's the other thing. Like, I would, like, with the love bombing thing, I was like, oh, no, it's not going to work out. Like, he's going to hate me for it, whatever, whatever. I would say that. And they would be like, no, you're being negative. You're being so negative. Because, like, I am naturally pessimistic. And, and they were like, and everybody was like, you're so negative. Like, just be optimistic, like for once in your life. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be optimistic. And then I'm optimistic and then I do the thing and then it doesn't go right. And then I'm like, I should have listened to myself because I was being negative and you all told me not to be negative and, and now look what happened. And then, so I was literally having that exact strain, like train of thought. And I was like, I knew this was going to happen. Like nothing good ever like happens to me. <laughs> in my dramatic meltdown I was like I knew it wasn't like I I knew this was gonna happen like I was like you know my dates never go well like my relationship stuff never goes well like I just knew like I knew this was gonna happen because I know like there's nobody for me like I knew this was gonna happen and then literally right then like my little voice in my head was like well if you knew it was gonna happen why did you go and why didn't you just listen to the fact that you knew that it was gonna happen and I was like oh shit and I literally at that moment I realized that what I thought was you know general normal fear that you need to push past was not that bestie it was literally my gut feeling like fighting for her life like telling me to not do what I'm about to do and the amount of times that like I've ignored it and like so I sat there obsessively for like the next week and thought about every time that I felt that feeling what the situation was and what the outcome was and what I initially wanted to do so and I realized that every time that like something huge like that like I really felt bad about that I fucked up like beyond anything and that just really put me in a pit of like emotional uncertainty and like upset I I had that feeling and I, and, and I went against it and essentially I just wasn't listening to my gut like I just what I was just fucking ignoring my gut like to the T so then I was like all right great so now that I know that I'm gonna make an equation <laughs> and and also what I realized that I would do was and if you find yourself doing this fix it today bestie I don't know let's say I want to like buy a purse okay I want to buy a purse and I'm like oh I really like this purse I really like it like should I buy it and then as I'm thinking, should I buy it? My anxiety would flare the fuck up. I would like get my pimples. I'd stress the fuck out. And then I'm like, oh yeah, you just need to like work through. You're just nervous about buying an expensive purse. Like just buy the purse. Like it doesn't matter. 
So then I would ask a friend who subconsciously I knew they would be like, treat yourself, girl, treat yourself, like go get that purse. And I would ask them and then they would say, um, yeah, buy the purse. It's such a cute purse. Get it. You deserve it. So then I would buy the purse and it's an expensive purse. so you can't return it or something. And then the purse is a piece of shit and I just lost like a thousand bucks. I don't know. Then I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have listened to my friends. I should listen to myself. Do you see the problem there? Like essentially one, I was not making decisions for myself. I was seriously doubting myself like crazy. Like that's a lot of self-doubt to like, just in that situation alone. And I shit you not, like, that's verbatim the situation. And also, like, seeking out validation from for my own decisions from others. Like, and I, I, like, I started taking mental notes of this, and I was like, shit, like, the amount of times during the day where I feel myself, like, looking for somebody else to just answer it for me. Like, to just answer the fucking question for me. And I was like, that's not good. That's not good. Like, just imagine, like, say like you get into a relationship with somebody that 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 peaks that 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 sees that and they're like oh okay great now I know exactly how to manipulate you into doing everything I want you to do because there's so much room for doubt like in yourself that anybody can just go up in there and get cozy and pull all the strings and make it work and I shoot you not for a hot minute I had a friend who was doing that and I didn't even realize it until like a a boy I was messing around with was like you shouldn't be friends with this girl he was like we were friends and this is what she did to me and you shouldn't be friends with her and I was like oh and even then I was like no I don't believe you and it took me like seeing it on my own literally what happened was she all right let me tell you this story so basically I got my life ruined by a five five man he was five foot five inches tall yes I let that happen um I nicknamed him the leprechaun because I just could not believe that like one he had me all types of turned up okay and also like emotionally and I was just like and then I was so distraught when it ended. I was like, I can't believe I am in shambles, in shambles over a man that I can look eye to eye with. <laughs> distress. Absolute distress. So he like had his own issues, lots of them. And he basically figured out pretty quickly. He figured out pretty quickly into the time that we were talking that one of, he'd hooked up with one of my friends. And I had always thought of her as, like, my best friend, as, like, a really positive person and all this stuff. And he was, like, he would, like, tell me, he's, like, yeah, that girl's not nice, um, but I don't have, like, anything against her, but, like, she's just, this is who she is. And I kind of kept brushing it off until they had not spoken in years, and then all of a sudden she wanted to, like, be friends with him again because she knew I was, I had a thing with him. Which, also, my fault for telling her my business like that. Don't, I'm not doing that again. Never did, did that again. But never did that again. And the thing that really had me fucked up, which is when I think was the first time that I saw a reflection of myself through somebody else's eyes, was I went to dinner with her, and we are sitting there, and she she asked me if I had a picture of his penis. 
She asked me if I had a dick pic of his. Now, mind you, this is somebody who's in a relationship on her own, literally. Okay. Um, like, building a life. Building a family. And she wanted to see the man I was screwing's dick pic. And immediately, immediately, I was like, no. No, love. That's a weird question. What would you ask that? I don't like that. And I told her no. And she was so shocked. Like... You know, like, when you say something to somebody that surprises them so much that they do not know how to move forward? Yeah. She was so shocked that literally, I, she hadn't been on her phone. All of a sudden, she was on her phone, and within, like, ten minutes, she was like, I need to get the check. I'm meeting my friend somewhere. And this was somebody that, like, I thought was my bestie. And I was like, oh, okay. And then as we were leaving, like, I hung back for a little while. Like, I let her leave before me and I was watching her. She went and crossed to the bar across the street. And I was like, one, like, why do you want to see that? Especially if this was somebody you'd hooked up with before. I think, like, because she thought, like, I don't know what the fuck she thought. I don't know what the fuck she thought. I really don't know. Because I have noticed that pattern too. And and like I honestly should listen to myself before. I had noticed that pattern with her where I was dating somebody and I was dating somebody and we stopped, obviously. <laughs> and I met her. And we realized that, oh, we dated the same person. Okay, not, and like, not slut shaming at all because like, have fun, do whatever you want. But it gets to a point, if every guy I'm seeing, you've had sex with them, I'm in confusion. I'm just in confusion. One, how? Two, why? And three, after the first time and you realize it the second time, maybe you just shouldn't tell me. Like, truthfully. Because it just is, it starts to be like, what the fuck? Like, and, and it, and it's not even like a, oh, I'm coming to you. And that was the other, that was the problem that I really think I had with it. It wasn't, I'm coming to you as a woman. (laughs) It wasn't that. It was quite literally, oh, I know him. We used to hook up. Like, followed by a couple days later oh my god so I talked to him oh my god yeah he's doing so good what the fuck quite literally like it was enjoyment of knowing that I had been there first I had that first I love that I had that first so when I because so there had been a situation like that before and it had been years it had been years since I had been out with this person and her too and Every once in a while, when, like, she thought she could catch me off guard, she would say, um, where did so-and-so take you out? And then I'd tell her. And then, like, little questions like that that don't seem like a big deal. And then one time, four years after I dated this person, after she dated this person, she thought she could catch me off guard because I was half asleep. And she said to me, um, she said... Um, again, started with the same question. Where did he take you out? And I told her. And then she was like, how many times did you go out? And I was like, I don't know. We were dating. Like, I didn't really keep track. And she was like, oh. And I was like, why? And she was like, oh, he never took me out. And then I was like, oh, okay. That's weird. Like, 
don't see how this is my business, number one. And then she was like, she was like, why did you end it with him again? I was like, well, like, he wasn't really feeling me and I could tell. And also, I had issues with his eyelash color. (laughs) I should you not. I have an issue with men who have blue eyes and their eyelashes are blonde. I don't like it at all. I don't, because it looks like eyelash gunk and I know they can't help it, but also like just a tad bit of mascara, just a little bit. And I told her that and she was like, oh, I never noticed that he had blue eyes. And then I was like, bitch, like what? I was like, are you, like, what is this? Like, this sounds like a conversation that you have with somebody who stalks somebody, not somebody who dated somebody. And I was like, how do you not notice that? And then I came to either two conclusions. Either he was hitting it from the back, or two, they never had sex. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I couldn't come up with that second conclusion because he did acknowledge that he knew her one time. But, yeah, no, he acknowledged that he knew her one time. But anyway, so I was like... This is such a weird string of questions and I'm not answering anymore. And I told her at that point, I was like, look, we have our own relationship. Like, I don't see why he's important in this conversation anymore. And after that, like, she kind of backed off with that. But then when this second leprechaun came around, um, she was like all up in it. And then to the point, like, where it became a problem and he had issues with it and I had issues with it. And then now none of us are friends. But... I knew early on in our conversation, like, in our friendship that, like, something was off. And, like, I fought that still. And, like, every time that she and I had to go out, that burning sensation in my stomach. And I always thought that I had anxiety about leaving my house because I do have anxiety about leaving my house. Like, for a hot minute, I was very close to becoming agoraphobic. So I thought that that's what was going on. I thought that that was the fear of leaving my house that was attacking me. No, it was the fear of going to see her. Okay? So... Um, so yeah, so I most definitely had my wires freaking crossed and it was not okay. Yeah. So my gut feeling had told me that. And like, I knew that like, and I just didn't listen to my intuition. And even now, like, (laughs) so this, this person I love bond, even now, like I'm so silly, always in this silly, goofy mood. Um, I, I was on TikTok. Of course I was, because what else do I do with my time? I was on TikTok and I got this bitch who was like, um, if you're seeing this on your free you page, it's especially meant for you. If this message is for you, I made eight of these. And if you're getting this one, this one is for you with 1.3 million likes. This message is for everybody. But still, you know, I whipped out my little mental notepad and I was like, I'm listening. And she was like, um, she was basically telling me, she was reading my cards and telling me all the things I wanted to hear about this person that, um, about this man that I had my eye on. Okay. Just tell me all the things I wanted to hear. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm trying to get in my hopes up because like I get on TikTok, TikTok be lying to me, telling me shit. And then puts all these false fucking ideas in my head, bitch. So I made a reminder. Because she said it was supposed to happen over the weekend. And there is 13 hours left in the weekend. So I made a reminder on my phone and on my computer to, and it says, did the tarot reading happen? So the universe got about 13 hours to 
act right, okay? Um, and we'll see where the fuck that goes because, like, I don't want to believe that. I just don't. I don't want to believe good things. Because it's hard when you believe, when you're optimistic. Oh, people who are optimistic, I just wish, I wish one day in my life that I can feel how you feel. I really do. Because when you're a naturally pessimistic person and you decide to be optimistic and you decide to wake up every day and put your best foot forward and live in positivity, it is so much easier to be negative and pessimistic and it hurts a million times more when the thing you're hoping for does not happen because you chose to be optimistic about it and and it's just like why would why do I even fucking try like and that's like that's one thing that I've been thinking about a lot because I'm like I'm like okay I get why I try every morning I wake up and I'm like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna do these things that are gonna put me in a good mindset that are gonna benefit me in the long run that are gonna create the foundations for a good and happy life hopefully and every day I do that and then and 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 it just it it is literally me fighting my nature so hard like literally fighting to the nail my my nature and like I like I've just been a very I've always been a pessimistic person and I'm not saying that like that's just who I am that's just what I do like I'm not gonna change for anybody no I would love to change but it is literally fighting tooth and nail to be against my nature. And I think one thing nobody tells you about therapy actually is which, you know, I tell people this about two things. If you are contemplating therapy, honestly, understand that a lot of the things that feel good right now, you're going to have to let go of them. And it's, it's going to feel like you're literally tearing your shadow off of you. Like how Peter Pan's shadow keeps running off. Like, no, I feel like I am, I'm having to slice my shadow off of me because these things are so ingrained in me and so rooted in me. And I've been doing them for so long that it, it, it causes me like physical pain to do stuff that is mental and, 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 and like spiritual that, cause it's so far from who I am and what I've known. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. And I wish somebody had told me that. <laughs> If I knew, if I knew that starting therapy would mean that I would respect myself and that I would place value on my mind and my thoughts and my body and I would, I would understand, it would make me understand that sex and love is a deep connection that you cannot microdose. Yeah, if I, I was microdosing love, it was great. Um, if I knew that all that shit would come to an end, baby, I would not be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would not be here. I miss dick appointments. I'm going to be really honest. I miss, I miss it. I miss the, what is that? Um, it's from the office. He's like, I love waking up alone every day. No, I miss... So I, I'm going to be controversial here. I miss letting a man use me. Because sometimes it felt nice. And sometimes, like, sometimes it just, it just, it, it, it gave me enough of what I needed to keep going. 
Okay. It really did. It it sustained me for a little bit. It was like it gave a, a dying plant a little water, not enough water to survive, but just a little bit. And it gave me that. And, and I, and sometimes I really miss that and I really miss it. And I'm just like, and then I contemplate it. I'm like, like I have options. I know that, but I start the thought literally starts out, I have options. And then I'm like, Oh my God. But, and then I start going through my list of, you know, of standards. And I'm like, are they going to give you love? Are they going to treat you kind? Are they going to support you? Is this somebody you can have open communication with? And it's like, baby, this is just, this is some boy that gave me his number in Target. Like, please. We we ain't got to do the whole song and dance. But my brain and my heart is like, yeah, you do, actually. We've gone too far now to ever go back. And like, literally because I've literally I feel like I've said that a lot today I've thought about it so many times I'm just like fuck I want to quit therapy I hate it I hate it because like every day I'd make the choice to be to 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 have a hard day like (laughs) I have to force myself to be positive I have to force myself to be optimistic I have to force myself to value myself to love myself to do all these things that can just be so draining and when you're not accustomed to doing these things, it is very draining. It is tiring to value myself. Can you believe that? But it is. Once you start realizing like what your worth is, that you are more than just like literally a sack of potatoes with a warm center. Um, when you realize that and when you realize that you can feel powerful from hooking up, I guess. I mean, if you feel that way, kudos to you. I know I don't, but once you're past that and you realize that, because the thing is women, like, I feel like we got bamboozled. We got tricked. Okay. Like, yeah. Hookup culture. I'm a feminist. I I empowered by doing this. I'm empowered by doing that. It would be that if the other side was the same way, the other side is not seeing it as empowerment. Like men who are like actively participating in hookup culture are not seeing it as you empowering themselves. They're seeing you as a means to an end. And like, once you realize that it's exhausting, it's exhausting. And like, it's a, such a disappointment because something you thought you were doing for yourself, you realize that like your counterpart is not on the same level, even at that, even at that. And like, that was the thing that was like crazy to me. Like, and like it, it boiled down to such a simple phrase, just because we're hooking up doesn't mean you can disrespect me. And like, and a lot of guys did not understand that they, that thought went in and out, in and out. Actually, it didn't even go in girl, it bumped and went like, and that was crazy to me. Like the amount of guys who like, we would be friends, we would be friends. And they would be great and so nice and respectful, which is why I would want to get in their pants anyways. So they would be great and nice and respectful and lovely. And I'm like, oh my God, he's a great guy. Like, yeah. And then you start doing that. And then all of a sudden, like they treat you like trash. And it's like, where is your head at? Like, if you, if suddenly you touching something turns it dirty, maybe you're the problem. And maybe it's not the thing you're touching. Maybe it's your hands. Maybe you need to fucking get some soap and water. Like, and, and like, that was why, like, I had to just opt out. But 
going from that and then, um, and then into therapy and really solidified that I would be celibate for a hot minute. And it's like killing me. I'm, I'm two bad days away from rewriting, like from going back and, and starting to write fan fiction. Like literally just about to make a whole life, a whole new life in my head with a man I've never met. Um, probably Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he sold me. But, um, so I'm so far into therapy that I cannot backtrack and do the things that I would have done before again. And to an extent, it's really painful. Um, it's very lonely sometimes because you also don't want to spend your energy on people that you know don't like you. Something you could have done like that before, waste time on people who don't value you as much as you thought they did, or even if you knew that they didn't, but you're just like, yeah, you know, we're not great friends, but they're fun. That doesn't fly anymore. Like that stuff just doesn't fly. And it's just, and it's just like, fuck, what can I have? But, um, yeah, we've strayed a little bit from intuition, but, um, but yeah. So I think like, yeah, therapy really taught me how to listen to my intuition and just how to listen to my gut and like, and now I hate to admit it. And I think this is one of the first purely, purely optimistic, genuinely optimistic thoughts that I've had on my own that I didn't have to force. When I realized that, like my first thought was, wow, I can't wait to make good decisions. Ah, growth. Love that for me. And then, you know, I, 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 I very much quickly spiraled into being sad that I realized it's so late and all the things I ruined. But, um, but, you know, I saw this, I saw this little cartoon on the New Yorker yesterday and it was like, I think, what was it? It was a grown up sheep and a baby sheep and the grown up sheep, um, or the baby sheep was like, oh my God, look at all my mistakes. And the grown up sheep was like, yeah, but tomorrow you'll think about how cute you look doing it. I was cute when I made all my mistakes. So it's okay. <laughs> I think this is a good place to stop because one, I think I've run out of words. But also, um, I will make a closing statement that has nothing to do with anything we've talked about, just because I need to get it off my chest while it's relevant, babes. Um, wow. I watched Dune last night with, last night, I watched Dune like two nights ago with my friend. Wow. Whoever did Timothy Chalamet's hair, that deserved an Oscar all on its own. He looked Beautiful beautiful he's already a beautiful boy but like wow that movie was just really brought it out really brought it out like he's just stunning and the movie was just good on its own like the amount of times that me and me and my friend we were like the amount of times we're watching it and then we're just like fuck this is a good movie probably like 10 times throughout the whole two and a half hours like the amount of time like i literally was like this is a great movie like, every time you thought, like, a scene was going to go on for too long, no, they cut. The pacing was perfect. It was perfect. It was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And if you're a hater and you have anything bad to say about it, shut the fuck up. I don't care. But it was great. And I really, 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 really liked it. And I'm probably going to watch it again today after I finally get all my things done that I need to get done. But, um, yeah, I really loved it. I loved it. Timothy looked beautiful. Adored him adored it he looks so good and there was that one scene when he uh, uh when, <laughs> when he was walking through the desert 
or the sand dune, whatever, bitch. And he had like his eyes down and he looked up and his hair, his hair was acting. His hair was acting. His hair perfectly parted and, 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 and showed us one eye. And I was like, I was so shook. I was so shook. I was like, oh, even his hair knows he's hot. Even his hair knows he's hot. And then I got, I started getting jealous of like the fact that Zendaya got to stab him. That she got to, because she gets to stab him, she must touch his abdomen. She got to stab him. She got to kiss him. She got to whisper words into his mouth. Ugh. Utterly devastating for me. For me. I thought like, I thought, okay. I thought that like peak Timothy love interest for me was the king when he had the fuckboy UK haircut. That god-awful haircut that all the UK DJ white boys have. I don't know what is wrong with them. They all have it. I really thought that that was it. Because I was like, damn, I'm ashamed. But that's what I like. And he had that haircut and I was like, yep, that's peak for me. I don't think anything will ever match. No. Dune was great. Dune was great. And, And Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac, this is the one thing that like I just will always remember. And, you know, I was a very respectful child. My Spanish teacher in high school, Oscar Isaac is her nephew. And he was just blowing up. I think he did Ex Machina our last year of school. And, um, but she wasn't close with his family. And she told us one day that um, that was her nephew. And I, my mouth, I fixed my mouth to say, do he like short, flat, fat black girls? I'm 18. I fixed my mouth to say that, and then I didn't. And you know what? I should have. Because what if he does? And I ruined it, and I missed it. I missed my opportunity. And now I don't even remember that Spanish teacher's name. But yeah, Oscar Isaac looked beautiful. And then the most devastating thing to me was there's a scene where I thought he was in a bathtub. Oh my God. I swear. Whoever, like... They must have, whoever, I don't know who is in charge of watching after the actor's like physical body and like appearance. Like, you know, I don't know who's walking around with like a spray bottle full of water and oil to like make them look per- Bitch, he was laying down and in, bro, in the dip of his clavicle, one drop of water. The eye was like so close to just walking up to the screen and licking the screen. A single drop of water just absolutely flustered me and is honestly making me shake right now. And I was like, who's doing this? Whose job is that? Because you deserve a raise. The hair designer for Timothy, raised. Whoever was in charge of misting Oscar Isaac when he was butt-ass naked in that chair, raise. Raise. You deserve a retirement pension plan. A big one. Like... I love the movie and it just really just it did wonders for me it was great it was such a good movie and I thoroughly enjoyed it I loved it and I was even more psyched to find because I thought it was just one book I don't know I got Dune from the library last year and vibes I did not make it past the acknowledgements that book was hard to fucking read I was like uh, I didn't understand the fucking thing that was going on and even last night on Twitter somebody was talking about how the writer of Dune in Dune described a, was it an orgasm or erection? 
he described either of those as a beast, a, 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 a meat swelling. I almost said a beef wellington. He described it as a, a meat swelling. And, and that was like obviously the caption of the tweet. But then they attached a picture and I read the fucking paragraph. And I was like, all these words. Just to say my man's dick was hard. I can't get through this. I can't read this book. I don't think it's it's just about the concept of the book being hard. To, I don't think it's just about the concept of the book being hard to read. I think it's literally the language of it. It's just difficult to fucking read. And my friend who I watched it with, I was like, did you read it? She was like, girl, I was sitting on my nightstand. I got to page 10 and I had my brain tapped out. I was like, yeah, no, this is a hard book to read, but I'm glad whoever read it and made it a bestseller read it, and then I get to watch this movie now. So thanks, Vibes. Really appreciate it. Love you for it. But um, yeah, that was our conversation today. Uh, kind of jumped all over the place, but when do I not? Um, I hope you have a great, great week. I hope you do. I really hope you have a great week. I hope your tarot card readings on TikTok are correct. And I hope that all of your affirmations and manifestations come true because mine are fucking ignoring me. I don't know what's going on. The universe is turning a blind eye to my requests. But, you know, I believe she's got a plan. I believe, you know what I think it is? I think I keep asking for my six, six, six inches worth of man. And I think she's just growing him. You know, I think he's, he's getting his money up. You know what I'm saying? He's getting his money up right now. He's in therapy. He's, you know, he's making amends with his broken past. He's really getting rid of his toxic masculinity, all in preparation for me. So, you know, I'm choosing to believe that that's what's going on. Um, so I hope all of your manifestations come true this week. And I hope you have a good fucking time. I hope life is not hard on you. And I hope you are blessed and you're happy. And I really love you. Wow, I'm being emotionally vulnerable right now. Wow. I really love you. Okay, bye. Well, that was like a lot for me. Wait, oh my God, wait, no. Don't forget to subscribe and like and share with your friends and follow me on Instagram at Vine, V-I-N-E, Philo, P-H-I-L-O. Um, and at, you're my therapist, sorry. Spelled correctly, no periods or dashes. And I'm also on TikTok, which I was really happy that one of my TikToks kind of like, she got a little traction. She was doing a little number, you know? So, um, yeah, follow me there and we can chit chat, you guys. Love your vibes. Talk to you later. Bye.